Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. You know, I felt like I was part of an elite few people who were driving into work at this hour of the morning. A couple yeah. of trucks, car here and there. Pretty much had the freeway to yourself. And I'm riding in this morning. And I'm like, where are all these? Where, what happened to the world? Pretty busy this morning. I thought the same My thing. God. Yeah. Well, post-COVID. back at work, Back man. to school. All the things. What, what happened to remote working? <laughs> <laughs> Phoning you know, it in. I think what happens, Jeff, is that now that schools are back in session, people oh, don't want to. Well, school. they don't want to sit in school traffic, so they're leaving earlier to get to wherever it is they have to go. Gotcha. That's my opinion. I yeah. don't know. Well, there's there's been some adjustments in school schedules and sports because mm-hmm. of the heat and all that, so maybe that plays into it. Read an article yesterday talked about how homeschooling is on the the decrease. More people are sending their kids to school. And the same with the workforce. People are wanting to go back into the office. All right. Wow. Kind of tying that together. People want their lives hey. back. Yeah. Yes, that's good. <laughs> yeah. no. I could have wait for my kid to go back to school. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Well, I'm having to, like, you know, use my turn signal, pay attention, <laughs> check my rear, look before yeah. making a lane change. That's like your thing. Just be happy you're not on the lateral, Jeff. That thing is loaded every day full of people that just... Are interesting drivers. Yeah, shout out to that right. Mustang this morning going 48 in the left lane. They are <laughs> all the way from 75 to like, 71. Where do you think you're going? Just get over. Wow. Hi. All right, we have a lot to get you <laughs> caught up on this morning. First D News of the day. Uh, we got the final word on who's going to be the main host of Celebrity Jeopardy. We've got that. Uh, what else? NBC Universal facing some serious allegations regarding the reality shows. Uh, they're being accused of hiding physical, sexual, emotional, and psychological abuse. We will wow. get into that as well. But first, let's check the roads. We have Denise Johnson here now with your latest Q102 traffic. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an Yeah, so the voice of Mario is retiring. What? And no, we're not talking about Chris Pratt because, you know, he did the most recent voice of Mario in the Mario movie. We're talking about Charles Marinette. He's been doing the voice of Mario since 1996 when they launched Super Mario 64. Has it been that long? Yeah, he also did Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, and uh, he actually um, is going to become a Mario ambassador. Huh? He's going to travel the world sharing the joy of Mario. So he's kind of retired, but they created this role for him because he's going to still represent the brand. Oh. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So he's going to travel the world. He's going to leave joy of Mario everywhere. He says, my new adventures uh, are beginning. You know you are number one in my heart. That's how Luigi would say it. Right. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> That's something else he's famous for. Woohoo! Woohoo! 
every time they would jump? I think you're a candidate for taking over. Woohoo! Woohoo! Maybe you're, maybe you're the next voice. Yeah, so I know. So you know how they had the Mario movie and Jack Black voiced. I, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember his name. He's like the little dinosaur looking like guy. Mm-hmm. And there's a song from that movie called Peaches, which is Jack Black's character singing right. hardcore to Princess Peach about how he wants her to be his number one forever. Yep. You may have a clip. I don't know. My kid and every kid that we've had over our house for, I don't know, the past six months has just been wailing it. Really? Peaches, 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 peaches. It actually was on the Billboard chart for a, a small time as well. For a hot minute? Yeah. Wow. Peaches by Jack Black. You guys got to check it out. All right. I'm going to get right on that. And I'm going to go check that out. ASAP. We'll do that during the break. Trust me, it's one of those earworms that when you leave here today. Peaches, 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 peaches. peaches. Oh. <laughs> I love you. Every parent that's listening to us right now is like, please stop. Just stop. Uh, peaches, peaches, there you peaches, go. Peaches, 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 peaches. I love you. Oh, wow. Romeo, Luigi, and a donkey. Bowser, he's Bowser. A thousand troops of Koopas couldn't keep me from you. <laughs> Princess Peach. At the end of the line, I'll make you mine. Wow. Oh, peaches, 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 peaches. There you go. There's your earworm your for clip. the day, friends. All right, Thanks. and you're welcome. That's your breakfast banger for the day. Go on. <laughs> right. Yeah, the breakfast banger. Forgot about that. All right, quick break. More e news to come. Meantime, here's traffic. <laughs> Lawyers. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Representing reality stars and staffers from a bunch of NBC Universal shows are demanding that the company release its employees from non-disclosure agreements. Uh, because they say those those NDAs are keeping employees from talking about civil and criminal wrongdoing, including, quote, racism, sexism, sexual violence, revenge porn, child labor, forced intoxication, psychological, emotional, and physical abuse. I'm thinking of a bunch of different shows where that potentially could hit. Did they list any shows uh, specifically? Uh, no show specifically, however, consider all of the shows that air on NBC, Bravo, E, and CNBC, all NBC Universal shows. So that would include the Real Housewives franchise, yep. uh, Below Deck, I believe. All those yeah. shows, yeah. All the stuff that was on E, like the Kardashians were on there for forever. I mean, that's that's kind of where part of reality TV kicked sort of off. blossomed, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the lawyers also say that this, quote, culture of fear and silence is no doubt responsible in part for the disproportionate rate of suicide that we often read about amongst reality TV participants. So Chris is really into uh, some of the housewives, specifically the New York ones, because mm-hmm. yep. they've kind of thrown a curveball in uh, that lineup here recently. And one of his favorite and then non-favorite and then favorite and then non-favorite girls is Bethany Frankel. And she's been very vocal about kind of calling Andy Cohen out on a bunch of stuff that went on behind the scenes. We watch a lot of those YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is she part of all of this? Yes. Uh, Bethany Frankel, if you don't know, she's an alum of NBC Universal's Real Housewives franchise. And she's reportedly driving this issue or at least helping to push the issue. She, she has been, she's not on it anymore, though, right? Didn't as as she I know, quit? Not. I no. thought she was she's one of not. the ones that was, like, done. But she started this podcast, and Chris has been watching a ton of it, and she's been, like, really guns a-blazing. Really? Coming yeah. after. And, and yeah. part of her intention is to get the reality stars to unionize, mm. you know, so mm. that they have a little more power, probably get paid a little better. Yeah. yeah, some protections built in. Uh, because that's sort of the go-to. Like, whenever there's a writer strike or an actor strike, uh, networks and streaming platforms turn to reality shows because they're cheap. Yeah, and I wonder, though, like, I would love to see what all those, uh, like, what do they agree to when they say, yes, I will appear on the show? I'd love to see a sample contract. Yes, exactly. It- because it feels like, I, I don't know, I can't speak for them, but I feel like when you join one of these reality programs... If you've ever watched any sort of reality program, yeah, this is what it's all about. Let's give them a ton of alcohol, mm-hmm. put them in a room. Pit them they, against each and, other. Yes. Send right. them on a trip somewhere. Yes. Get them a, liquored up. Yep. And then always have somebody that's Don't like let them leave. the alpha, somebody that's going to start bleep no matter what. Yep. Right. And Bethany, then they have the one that's like the little victim. I mean, I feel like they know. On one of those YouTube interview uh, podcast things that she did, she went really deep into the payment structure on how it changed through the years and mm-hmm. which which girls got this much compared to that much. And wow. That's what caused a lot of the drama between. A lot of the beef. Yeah, like that yeah. wasn't really presented on the shows. But when right. one girl's getting paid, you know, a million bucks and the other's getting 50 grand. Yeah, but For she the deserves same. the million because she's starting all the stuff. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. She's the Christine it Quinn. Was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christine. Wow. Yeah. All right. Speaking of, um, you know, celebrity TV, it looks like Ken Jennings is going to take over for Mayim Bialik as the host of the second season of Celebrity Jeopardy. So Mayim's not allowed to participate because of the actors and writer strikes, but mm. Ken can because Mayim belongs to the... Guild, I guess, and he doesn't. And so we're not exactly, uh, the show's going to kick off Wednesday, September the 27th at 8 o'clock on ABC, but we don't really know who the celebrity contestants are going to be. Huh. But I bet Bethany Frankel will be on that list. Ha, she probably. seems to be like one of those people that might have a little bit of uh, time to do things yeah. like that. I always like when Aaron Rodgers is on that show. He's the one that takes it so yeah, he's seriously. Really into it. Remember when he hosted? And, oh yeah, and, yeah. Like he's so so serious. Well, I guess that's good, right? Oh yeah. No. I also enjoy seeing what celebrities are actually, you know, kind of smart that that have a lot of that actually a know lot of, a thing or two. A lot of info, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of wild. Ed Sheeran visited the South Park Casa Bonita restaurant in Colorado. Did you guys hear about this? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, so 
Was he working? Because he does that when he goes on tour. Remember, he was working at Legoland, and he was selling cheesesteaks in Chicago or Philly or wherever. Yeah, he does kind of pop up here, there, and everywhere, doesn't he, Ed Mm -hmm. Sheeran? But, uh, yeah, he's. uh, this is the restaurant that's owned by the South Park guys. Here he is with Cartman video from the episode. Or maybe not. Uh, Let me try that again. (laughs) It was that good. So uh, I'm a big fan of South Park, and I'm here in Denver at Casa Bonita. On our way to Casa Bonita. You're going to love Casa Bonita, Stan, but you can dress up in old Western clothes and get your photo taken in a fake jail. (laughs) Yeah, so Ed did all the things that Cartman names in the show. He watches the, the, uh, what do you call them, the Marachis play? The Maracas. Maracas. Uh, He sees the... Uh, Cliff Divers show in the restaurant and the jail photo and does the whole thing. That's awesome. Ah. I love that. I love that he's so funny. He doesn't take himself too seriously. No. All right, some other little E! News tidbits here. Jeff, Rihanna, and ASAP Rocky welcomed their second baby boy earlier this month. We don't know what the name of the baby is going to be, but we are hearing that it's going to be something with an R. Uh, She has another son. His name is Riza. Yeah. I, I believe. And so we're hearing that it's something to do with an R. Oh. And then um, I was telling you guys a little bit about this this morning. It looks like tickets are have already gone on sale for Fire Festival 2. Uh, Billy is Mc- Ja Rule part of it? I don't believe so. But Billy McFarland, who is the total swindler guy that was behind Fire Festival 1, just recently said that he is uh, selling tickets for Fire Festival 2. We do not have a lineup, a venue, or a date yet. But we are hearing that it is going to be part of a documentary called After the Fire. They're going to be filming a documentary while they are there. Well, that was the most successful thing from the Fire Festival 1 was the documentary. <laughs> was the documentary. Yeah. And we're also hearing that he's in the works for a separate deal to make a Broadway musical about After the Fire, Fire Festival. You got to hand it to Billy McFarlane, man. He be- like, if I- at first you don't succeed. Yeah. This guy, if you don't know the backstory, this guy served four years of a six-year sentence for fraud dealing with the first failed Firefest. It's worth a watch. If you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. Oh, it's it's so just, just type Fire Festival. It's fire with a Y. F-Y-R-E. Here's yeah. what he posted. There's this again, there's there's no lineup, right? There's no and, lineup, and no, no venue, venue other no than date. it's the Caribbean. I was gonna say that. He does say that it's gonna be coming back to the Caribbean, so wherever that's gonna be. <laughs> so here he is making the, the announcement, action. which by the way, he posted this wearing a robe. What's up guys? This is a big day because as of right now, Fire Festival two tickets are officially on sale. It has been the absolute wildest journey to get here. And it really all started during the seventh month stint in solitary confinement. I wrote out this 50 page plan of how it would take this overall interest and demand in fire and how it would take my ability to bring people from around the world together to make the impossible happen. Which is getting people to buy tickets to nothing. How would find the best partners in the world to allow me to be me while executing fire's vision to the highest level. I've also worked with one of the biggest production companies to sign a deal to produce Fire Festival, the Broadway musical. Finally, today, we are announcing Fire Festival 2. We spoke to people as far away as the Middle East and South America, and ultimately, we decided that Fire Festival 2 is coming back to the Caribbean. We are targeting Fire Festival 2. Coming back? It was never there. Yeah, you never what had it the first about? time, buddy. I was going to say, well, is the water truck been paid for yet? <laughs> the end of next year. In the meantime, we'll be doing pop-ups and events across the world. 
Guys, this is your chance to get in. This is everything I've been oh. working towards. Let's go. Well, there's a sucker born every minute. That's I guess. right. Listen to this, though, Jeff. The first tier of tickets is going for $499, but it's going up to $8,000. You can register for one of those fancy, well, I guess it was like a tent. Didn't he say that it was supposed to be like yeah. some exclusive crazy party and it ended up being like a tent with a mattress? Yeah, yeah. that was soaked in the rain. That was soaked, yeah, because mm-hmm. wow. a massive storm came through. Well, the idea came to him in solitary. I love that he wrote Solitary 50 pages yeah. about it. Like, right. Did they give you a pen and paper to write with in Solitary? I don't know. I don't How does that work? I'm not sure. I, wasn't, yeah. I don't think so. How can I rip people off again? People do it, though. That's the crazy thing. People that got too much money. There's exclusive things to do when we go there. You can swim with the dolphins. There's really crazy experiences. Jet, you, ski jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, David Harbour from Stranger oh. Things said he actually had to call in a lot of favors to get tickets to take his stepdaughter to the Taylor Swift show in Minneapolis earlier this summer. Mm-hmm. Didn't we all? Uh, in fact, he says it's actually easier to get courtside tickets to see the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden than it is to get your hands on Taylor Swift tickets. But he said it was totally worth it because he got massive brownie points with his stepdaughter. Uh, One thing that David could not get was a meet and greet with Taylor since she was leaving on a plane right after the show. Uh, But a woman did come to their seats before the show with a handwritten letter from Taylor. She still does that. I love that she does that. She does still do that. We have several people. How time consuming that's got to be. Several people in the building have handwritten notes from her from like a while ago. From back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, he says, I've never seen my stepdaughter speechless like she was. So she'll have that forever. And by the way, it wasn't just David's stepdaughter who enjoyed the show. He said, seeing Taylor perform for three and a half hours, like 45 songs or whatever, she barely leaves the stage. I I don't even know when she pees. It's ridiculous. She's a force of nature. He's not wrong (laughs) about any of that, for sure. Love her. Not at all. Well, speaking of, this is kind of interesting because, you know, Scooter Braun owns the rights to some of Taylor Swift's music because he bought it from Big Machine Records. But listen to this, Jeff. We're hearing that Ariana Grande and Demi Lovato both have reportedly parted ways with Scooter Braun. Really? Yeah. And then, Tim, you had a story yesterday about Justin Bieber, right? Yeah, there's a rumor going around. A lot of people are chit-chatting that Scooter and Justin haven't talked in months and that Justin is searching and shopping around for a new management. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of smoke around Scooter. You know, it's just a rumor. No one has any proof of this, and they're both not saying anything, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm. One more thing, Jeff. We were uh, talking about the Golden Bachelor, which I know Jen has been very excited to learn about. Right. Uh, it's actually going to start airing on Thursdays this fall. Oh. So at some point in September, we don't have an exact date, but it is going to be on Thursday nights. Gotcha. Eight o'clock. All right. Uh, you remember this song by Adele? We played this song Q102 for a while. Oh, yeah. It's called Someone Like You. Yeah. Okay. You hear that piano? Mm-hmm. I sure do. All right. So I don't know if that would trigger or remind you of a theme song to a TV show. If not, I'll help jog your memory. It's definitely not uh, Valerie's family, later Hogan's family. Uh, No. (laughs) No, a YouTube musician did a mashup while he plays the theme song from The Office he mashes it up with okay. Adele's vocals 
from someone like you. A little bit, yeah. And this is the result. Actually, no reunions. <laughs> what? Oh, there you go. That's kind of more fun than the original, I think. There you go. <laughs> All right, that's it? your latest e news. We'll have more for you coming up after seven o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you guess the real headline, we'll set you up with a four-pack of tickets to the Cincinnati Tattoo Arts Festival. But first, Denise Johnson has your traffic. Hey, Zoe. Hi, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Fake or For Real. How are you this morning? Peachy. I'm hanging in there. Peaches, peaches, peaches. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for Fake or For Real, Zoe. Three headlines, actually four today. Um, we have <clears throat> tickets for you. I'm sorry, I have a frog in my throat. Tickets for you to go to the Cincinnati Tattoos Arts Festival this weekend at the Duke Energy Center. So all you got to do is tell us what the real headline is and you win. All right? Awesome. Is the real headline A, an arsonist was arrested and he had a baby duck in his pants? Is it B, a man took his girlfriend to the fair and accidentally shot her in the foot? Is it C, a weatherman chained himself to his desk, ate the weather clicker, and demanded people call him the weather bolt bandit? Or is it D, both A and B? <laughs> I'm say both A and D. It is D. Nice work. A and B. Yeah, so let's start with the arsonist. 31-year-old man in Australia arrested Sunday after allegedly setting a series of small fires, including blazes at a loading dock behind a school in a parking lot outside a real estate agent's office and in several trash cans. Whoa, buddy. He hit. Wow. Yeah, fire. He is a fire guy. The police found the suspect cuffed him but when the cops searched him they found two live ducklings in his underwear what okay and how no word why or how (laughs) the man has been charged with animal cruelty reckless conduct endangering serious injury four counts of lighting an open air fire possessing a weapon and negligently dealing with proceeds of crime. Wow. Wow. Okay. Is that? Oh, Australia. That's where that was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, then there's this. Have you ever been out on a date and totally shot yourself in the foot? Not literally. Well, at least you didn't shoot your <laughs> date in the foot. 19-year-old man named Amari McClung was at the Kentucky State Fair with his girlfriend on Saturday. I saw this story. Okay. Yeah, so he had an unsecured handgun in his waistband, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it easily slipped from his waist, and when he reached down to grab it, the gun discharged, and a bullet hit his girlfriend's foot. Oh, no. So officers responded to the shooting, got the woman to the hospital. It sounds like she'll be okay. 
Uh, Mario was arrested for wanton endangerment and carrying a concealed deadly weapon. He pleaded not guilty and has a court date set for next week. But in the meantime, he's not allowed to have any contact with the victim, which was his girlfriend, and he's not allowed to go back to the fair. Things happened. Got just dropped it. Messed up her foot a little bit, but she'll probably be all right. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Yeah, no big deal. Messed up her foot a little bit. She'll be all right. Well, you know. Things happened. Got just dropped it. Messed up her foot a little bit, but she'll probably be all right. Do they have to stay away from each other forever? <laughs> Like, Might not be a bad idea. What if they're dating, though? For lack of common sense. Where is this from? That guy's accent. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Really? They can, they can bring whatever they want to hear. Maybe like a little check-in so like they know everybody that has one and everybody in and out just so there's no confusion. Uh, to be clear, Kentucky does allow oh. guns at the state fair, but you have to be 21 to carry. Amari was 19. Fortunately, no one else was shot. That is one of my favorite things to do as a Kentuckian is go to the Kentucky State Fair at the Expo Center. And they had like this gigantic statue out front of this guy. When you would go up there, he talks to you. He's like interactive. It's pretty fun. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Best jam in all the counties, baby. Oh, I think I've seen that guy. He he says this. Things happened. Got us dropped it. Messed up her foot a little bit, but she'll probably be all right. That's him. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad you found that clip of him talking. Well, the other fairgoers didn't seem too concerned about it, so I guess that's good. All right, quick check on the roads coming up. Uh, classic second date update you might have missed the first time around, but it's new to you. So Jonathan is looking for a second date update with a lady named Miranda. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Hi, good morning. How are you? Doing good. So let's take it from the beginning. How did you meet Miranda? The most wholesome way possible. I met her at a church function. That's perfect. <laughs> that is the oh, best. I love it. Oh, my mother's dream. Meet a nice church girl. <laughs> they were having a social, and yeah. she came there. I go there regularly, but I hadn't seen her before. Oh. But I, I learned that she lived around there, and she didn't have anything going on, and so she stopped by. Nice. So do you think maybe you've uh, you've converted her? You've, you've found... A new friend, someone who will become a regular parishioner? That's funny. It wasn't much about religion. We didn't really talk about that much. No? I thought she was great, but she's been divorced for a few years, and so we kind of hit that topic a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she said she doesn't date that much right now and wanted to get, and kind of hinted that she wanted to get back out there. So, you know, I swooped in and said, well, how about, how about we go go out? Now, what's your situation? Have you been married before? No. I haven't. Like some long-term relationships, but close, but no, uh, I guess, I guess what you could say is uh, accused, but never convicted. (laughs) That's one way to look at it. Fair enough. (laughs) We got close. Okay. Anyways, so Olive Garden seemed like the right spot, and we went there and had a good meal. Olive Garden is always the right spot. I love that place. A lot of bread, a lot of salad, pasta, wine. Yeah, and they just keep bringing it, it man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Load it up. I love it. Yeah. Might not be a good idea long-term portions and things. Well, but maybe. Anyways, we were there, and it was like one of those dates that was working, strangely enough. There wasn't like those long pauses, and uh, that's always a good sign. Yeah, good flow of conversation. Yeah, and good. she didn't seem bored, and we, eye contact. I don't know. What are the other ones you're supposed to check off when you go to these things? I don't know. I'm oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it was working. That's uh, good. 
you know, we, we didn't have so much wine that it was like diving each other across the table. So when we left, it was just kind of one of those hug things. And I thought that was a good sign. You know, it wasn't like she backed away and, and was afraid of contact, but it, it wasn't a makeout thing, but it was a, you know, we hugged, you know, she didn't, like I said, she didn't do a handshake and walk away. We got a good hug. It felt like and, a free and easy affectionate hug. Absolutely. Good. So maybe you guys can figure it out. I don't know, but uh, she sure is hard to find. These yeah. Days. Well, how was it left? Did she say, let's do this again sometime? Or I really enjoyed that. Or She did. Except, you know what? I was just thinking, when they don't take your number, let's see. Isn't she supposed to take my number so that way she'd call me back and I'd be in her? Because I keep calling. She doesn't know. I guess, I guess she has mine for me leaving messages, but I forget what the what the message is. If a girl gets your number, that means she's serious or not. Well, I don't know, but I guess what you're saying is so when you met at the at the social, you got her phone number, made plans. Yes. So you've spoken before. Yeah, we did. I just thought that she would want mine too, you know. So we would both maybe she'd make the effort, but. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with a reason why I can't get her to call me Well, back. she's got it. When someone reaches out to me and there's like, hey, it's so-and-so, and I don't have their contact info or their you name. You save it immediately? I just I save it immediately. Yeah, just so I if too. they ever come up again. Well, maybe that's not a good sign. But like I said, I really liked her. I thought it was good. I want to find out what's going on. All right. It's worth a phone call. We'll call her up. Anything else we need to know before we take the break? Uh, nope. That's about it. When we come back, we'll call Miranda and see what she's got going on in her life. And if there's a chance, we can reunite her and Jonathan. Your second date update continues here at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, so Jonathan met Miranda at a church social. She is not a regular parishioner, so I guess there's a good possibility he may never see her again since she's not calling him back now. But we don't know why. They, they had this great date. You know, it seemed like it ended well, and like so many of these second date updates go, zip. Zilch. Nada. Yep. No low communication. Not a lick. <laughs> so, Jonathan, we're going to make the call if you're ready. I'm a little nervous now, now that you say it like that. But... Well, you know, I'm all about the buildup here, Jonathan. <laughs> okay. Hi, can we speak to Miranda, please? This is Miranda. Miranda, it's Jeff and Jen and Fritch and Tim at Q102. How are you doing this morning? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my God. Weird phone Hi. call to be getting. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Is this a second date call? It is. Have oh you been dating? Oh, my God. My God, this is so funny! I can't even believe it. Oh my God, I know exactly who you're calling about. You do, do you? I do. Were you talking about Jonathan? Yep. Were you intentionally avoiding Jonathan, or have you just been busy? Uh, you know, I was avoiding him. I can't, I can't lie about it. Why? What's up? Oh, oh gosh. Um. So during dinner he starts telling me about these prizes that he wins from the radio station. Oh. Like he listens to a bunch of stations at different times in the day and then like plays their contest and he wins a lot. Like he wins a lot of stuff. Aw. Well, that's good. I wonder if we've seen him in our lobby. I'm sure we probably <laughs> I know can him, pick actually. him out of the lineup. <laughs> 
I bet you do. I mean, could you recognize his voice? Like, he has definitely called you guys. You know, I recognize voices all the time, and I'm like, I swear this person's called Second Date Update before. Yeah. <laughs> but the Jonathan reason we, from Marymont. We recognize, yeah, right. <laughs> Jonathan from Marymont. What have you won? Pick your purse? Yeah. Uh, no, girlfriend Jonathan, getaway? He's real. a regular faker for real. <laughs> Hey, what can I say? I love you guys. Ah, yeah. <laughs> She's exact. She's exaggerating. Us and everybody else. <laughs> Did he specify okay. like what contests he likes to win and play? And so he says it's all types of contests, but he doesn't just play them because he wants to win the stuff. He plays them, and then he says he makes all kinds of money by selling his prizes that he's winning. Oh no, like Jonathan! Come on, ticket. I am breaking yeah. up with you right now. I've seen this, though. Not necessarily from him, but I've seen this before. She's making it sound a lot worse than it is. It's for fun, and people want these things, and I like to compete. It's fun to go on, and it's not about being number 20. Sometimes you have to come up with good ideas and answer questions and kind of swoop in and be smarter than the next guy, and that's kind of fun for me. But I'm not trying to, like, scalp and take advantage of people. Some people actually want to win these things, you know? Like, I've called into a radio station before because I wanted the concert tickets or the movie tickets. But, like, I didn't, you know, you paid for our dinner with the Olive Garden thing that you won from a contest. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's how you went to Olive Garden. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, pay That's with a gift card. That's what we want you to is, use the gift yeah, cards for. Fiscally responsible. Yeah. But I get Miranda's point, too. Like, if, if we're giving away a hot ticket, if we got tickets to see Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift or something, you know, you legit want to go. And our lines are flooded with people who just want to scalp them. I mean, you yeah. know, there's, there's nothing That's illegal not about that it. That is just sucks. upsetting, just, yeah. I don't, look at, I don't look at it that I look at it like I'm getting it to somebody that wants a real fan that wants to go. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it for a living. Mm-hmm. I just like to, I like but to be picked. I like to be the one that wins. It makes me feel smart. Call you know, in. just like That's a hobby. That's a stupid reason, Jonathan. If I wanted the Taylor Swift tickets, I would call in and try and win them. You don't want them. So why are you calling in? That's dumb. You want the money that you can make from it. You want to take advantage of people. What can I say? I'm, I'm a capitalist. <laughs> Yeah, everybody wins. Yeah, I make I a little like money and you get either. to go see Taylor Swift. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. He's selfish and I'm not interested. I'm just, this is, I, I don't, I can't understand how you can't see your mother didn't teach you to give other people a chance to win. You're being selfish and I'm not interested in that. Wow, I oh, love how passionate Miranda is. Me too, Miranda. Miranda, you've lost a lot of contests, you haven't tell you? Him. You've tried a lot yeah, without winning. I know, I, it's hard. I can't hard. believe I'm being judged. Well, Jonathan, I'm about to ask you a question that may sound judgy, but I don't mean it that way. I'm just genuinely curious. Like, how do you find the time to play all these contests? Like, do you just have one of those jobs where you sit in front of phones and you have a lot a, of flexibility? I would imagine. I guess it's the curse of the iPhone having my ear earphones in you know they don't know what i'm doing yeah, or what right. i'm listening to and you kind of drift off and listen to stuff so yeah. listen to great shows like you guys well, I, it's one of those, jonathan's one of those ones when we call and he's like hello i Jonathan. can't talk to you right now you calling second date <laughs> update isn't just another attempt on your part to win a free meal oh my god you're trying to get a free dinner oh <gasps> No. no, he's not. No, that's not I wouldn't true. Be this surprised, girl is a good girl. I, I can't <laughs> believe that she's acting this way. This is a drag. I know, because we give away really good dinners. He must be out of gift cards. Mm. We love Olive Garden, <laughs> but we would have taken it up a few notches, I'm just saying. Oh, man. But I like that she's saying no. I'm going to take her out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give her the gift card. Yeah, who's the real winner now? Do you have any fix-up 
options for you. You take the next step. He can, he's a negotiator till the very Look end. Look at that. No, I am done with Give you. Give him credit oh, for that, goodness. I think. Hang up. <laughs> All right, Jonathan. Well, listen, I'm sorry, man. I, I appreciate the participation, but we can't yeah. help you out with this one. All right. Well, I think I was better off before I called. Thanks. And thanks for listening, uh, and thanks sorry, for man. playing. He's yeah. got to go. Somebody's having a contest. All right, he's gone. So, Miranda, legit, like, if you want, we're going to set you up with a gift card just because we want you to win something. We want you to feel good about today. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole thing. Well, I would feel like a winner. Like, it was it was worth my time to go out on that horrible date. Well, we're going to set it up for you and your girlfriends to have a night out on us. That sounds amazing. We think you're Thanks, awesome. guys. You're welcome. You're Go awesome, out, too. Have a good time, and thanks for being a part of our radio family. Thank you. There you go. We can do a second date update for you. Shoot us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Ladies and gentlemen, in just a few moments, we start our daily broadcast. Who listens to radio? That go where you go medium called radio. That's with you every night through the long commuter fight. And in the morning with your toast and mama radio. John, what is FN? Good. Who listens to radio? No matter if it's summer, winter, spring, or fall. Who listens to radio? Only 150 million. I want to be a DJ. You do? Woo! the radio? I think I heard of that. It's called the radio. One time we went on vacation and the hotel didn't have a hair dryer. So now my wife never packs a suitcase without packing a hair dryer. But she also packs a hair curler and a hair straightener. I'm like, don't they cancel each other out? <laughs> then she will pack that lighted makeup mirror where one side has 12 times magnification. Nobody needs to look at their face magnified 12 times. At 12 times magnification, a wrinkle looks like an irrigation ditch. A blackhead looks like a manhole cover. And God forbid she find a chin hair. Trust me, you're not getting a girl out the door that sees something on her chin that looks like the anchor rope to a battleship. Do you know I have never, ever looked at my face in the 12 times magnification mirror? Okay, to be totally honest, a couple of times I did get out of the shower and pause in front of it just for a minute. <laughs> Buenos dias, senor enchilada grande. That's Jeff Foxworthy from his... 2022 Netflix special, The Good Old Days. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Stop kissing and snuggling turtles. And there's been a lot more near misses in the skies than you might think. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of August, 2023. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, today is National Tooth Fairy Day, and four out of five dentists approve. That's Actually, that's four out of five of us in general. In a poll, 81% of Americans say the Tooth Fairy is welcome in their home. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
It is unclear if that means the other 19% would actively bar the tooth fairy from entering their home or if they just ignore the tooth fairy's presence. I don't know. Also, a third of parents say the tooth fairy helps promote good oral health habits for children. Okay. And 27% of kids go to bed early if they're expecting a visit from the tooth fairy. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you have to go to sleep for the tooth fairy to come. My uh, kid just had a visit last week from the tooth fairy. And what did the tooth fairy shell out and for what? How many? So the she she has lost, I think, four of her bottom teeth now, four yeah. of them. And she's kind of savage about it. Like some kids, you know how they let it dangle forever. Right. And then other kids like just my kid like just I, pulls it out. Yeah, she I just, just want to get rid of it. That's yeah. how she is. I hated I, the feeling of that. I think she's similar to you. Like she just like like the first one she lost, she like touched it, turned it and pulled it out and gave it to the teacher. It was like, here. Yeah. Here's my tooth. And the, the teacher's <laughs> oh, like, gee, oh, thanks. Okay. Can I keep this? Yeah. <laughs> they gave her like a little tiny tooth thing to put it on. It was like a necklace or mm-hmm. something like that when she was at school. But I believe um, the tooth fairy left her $5. Oh, wow. $5. $5. For just one tooth, per tooth. Per tooth, yes. Right. Yes, $5. So there were four. So it was $5 each time? Or yes. does it vary depending on which tooth or some I think you higher know, value than others. I'm not sure exactly what the first tooth was, but I I've heard sometimes that the first tooth might be worth a little more. I'm not exactly oh. sure. I can't remember. Mm. Yeah, but I, I do know that she takes the five dollars and puts it in like a little thing and puts it in the piggy bank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the national average payout is six dollars twenty three cents per tooth. So five dollars is kind of low. Really? I used to get a JFK 50-cent coin. A nickel? <laughs> a 50-cent piece. Yeah. Yeah, but that was back in the olden days. The olden days, <laughs> yeah. What's a 50-cent piece? <laughs> what does that look like? Is that like uh, money? They make those? <laughs> that back in the $2 bill days? Back in my day, we got a silver dollar. <laughs> I would. <laughs> that is up a whopping... 87 cents from last year, up $2.20 from three years ago, and up almost $5 from 25 years ago. So that is well over the rate of inflation or someone's feeling generous. I wonder if uh, the Tooth Fairy eventually will move over to the Venmo slash PayPal era, you know. Oh, like you think the Tooth Fairy will go high tech? Maybe digital, yeah. That's pretty funny. Because, you know, sometimes... I mean, it makes sense. Sometimes cash and coins, I wonder if she just has a plethora of them everywhere. Okay. You know, Venmo. Yeah. Mm. Okay. We'll have to see. Have you ever noticed this happening to you? The New York Times did a big write-up on a hot new term. It's called screen apnea. You've heard of sleep apnea. This is screen apnea. It's like sleep apnea where you stop breathing in your sleep, except this happens when you're too focused on screens. So you stop breathing when you're too hyper into the whatever you're watching on TikTok? Well, you don't stop breathing altogether, but you might sometimes be holding your breath without realizing it or Mm. just taking shallower breaths. That makes sense. Yeah, there's a Microsoft executive named Linda Stone, and she realized that she was doing it back in 2007 and coined the term email apnea. 
but it doesn't just apply to email. So screen apnea is kind of the new term. So as an experiment, she kind of tracked 200 other people's breathing while they checked their email, and she found that 80% of them sometimes actually held their breath or altered their breathing. I think I've had that issue prior to screen time, but even Fritz one time told me, she's like, you're not breathing. I'm like, you're not even breathing. And so I, I think it's guys. Guys are, I think, harder. Like, I think you guys hold your breath more. Like, you just stop breathing. For Like, over the weekend, Scott slept weird on his neck, and I was trying to, like, massage the kink out, and he was like, oh. I'm like, you got to breathe through the... Mm-hmm. Right. You got to breathe. I do breath. the same thing. I think it's, like, maybe it's I've just dudes. I've been purposely trying to do breathing exercises for, like, yeah. the last couple of years. Like, yeah. into the stomach, fill it up, four seconds, out, it's through the like, mouth mentally proven to mm-hmm. help you. Like, I don't know the whole science part behind it, but that's why they encourage kids at school and stuff, too, when they feel frustrated to do, like, like at our school, it's called a ram breath, and they yeah. go, like, and they go, so they can feel it's actually moving through the body. Stephen Porges is a professor of psychiatry at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And he says that it's it's part of our body's stress response to any sort of stimuli. Our nervous system kicks into gear just in case there's a threat. Then our body responds by slowing our breathing to help us focus. Cats do it too when they're stalking a bird. Like right before they pounce, they tend to freeze and hold their breath. And mm. the same thing happens when we get an email or a text late at night from work. Or a Slack message. I always get one from my mom. Good night, I love you. It's because we're focusing so much on the screen and focusing so much on how we appear or what we're next going to say. In other words, we're constantly overstimulated. And when that happens, we tend to get jumpy. And then when it happens too much, it sends our body into a, quote, chronic state of threat that leaves us feeling exhausted and drained every day. So a trick that might help, if you catch yourself holding your breath and you don't have Fritz around to give you a little massage, (laughs) try sighing out loud. Jen's really good at that. Yeah, she's definitely a heavy breather. (laughs) But studies show it might help reset your breathing and get you to start taking deeper breaths again. So just just a little tip there. Help if you catch yourself doing it. Just pay attention to yourself today as you're at work and see if you do that. You you guys are both on. You know, I got. I'm surrounded by screens. Yes, you are. So I'm hyperventilating. You, you also have sleep apnea, so it's like you have all of the things. Yeah. Uh, most of us judge restaurants well before we even try the food. First, you have the online reviews. Mm-hmm. Then there's the curb appeal out front. Like when you hear you hear you guys say that all the time too. Oh, I drove by that place. I want to go in and check it out. Yeah, it looks really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it looks cool on the outside. Or it's like, oh man, did you see that dive bar? Yeah. Like there's no windows. We gotta go in. I'll bet that place is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know what they got? Really good nachos. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the first impressions when you walk inside. Well, there's a list online where people shared their tried and true methods for accurately judging a new place. And there are some interesting techniques out there. Here are a few of them. Number one, the menu. The menu can't be too big, and it definitely can't be sticky. Oh, yeah. 
Like when you hold the menu and it feels sticky? Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. And despite being sort of ushered into the QR code world since COVID, uh, a lot of people still believe they should have a physical menu, even if it's just a sheet of paper, not just a QR code that you have to read on your phone. I feel like when I'm looking up the QR code, to me, I feel like I'm really disconnected from everything else that's happening at the table. Right. Because I'm constantly. Well, we're all doing it. Yes. And I'm trying to, like, make it look bigger and read what the ingredients are. And then you also have to, like, try to scroll down and see the whole thing. And it's like, oh, I missed that. What are you getting? I didn't see that. What does it say? Right. That's why, I mean, maybe I'm old school like that. I want to hold the menu and be like, this is it. Yeah, and I, I, I don't like the places that, okay, if you're going to make me use this QR code that connects me to your menu, yet I can't I can't order on it. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. makes more sense. That just, like, let's see it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to go through the, the, the rigmarole of the process of having this software. Phone, then let me just go in. ahead and order. Pay all the stuff. Pay online and make it real convenient. All right, number two, the service. People look for server for servers who actually care. Like, does the server actually have helpful recommendations? Do they note who ordered what so there isn't that awkward auction when the food arrives and people have to raise their hands for their food? Do they do quality control checks just to make sure that everything is right? Uh, and others say that an immediate red flag is if the restaurant is severely understaffed. Red flag. Yeah. There's a red flag. Mm-hmm. All right, number three, the cooking. Obviously the cooking. Some people say they like to order simple things at first to make sure the place can nail the basics. Let's see how they do with scrambled eggs first. But others intentionally order something hard to see if the place has chefs, cooks, or just a microwave operator. One person says they always order their eggs over medium because it's basically impossible to do over medium perfectly they don't complain if it ends up too runny or too hard, but they they are able to get an idea of how skilled the cook is. That's how uh, I order my eggs. Over medium? Mm-hmm. Over medium. So what yeah. is that? It means the white to... is cooked but the and yellow the middle is... is a little runny. A little runny or maybe a little soft. So how is that different from over easy? Over easy, the whites are questionable. Oh. Uh, so you, it's how so... I like my hard-boiled eggs. Oh, uh, okay. Or they're actually medium-boiled eggs. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. We we call those Dunkin' eggs at our house, like because so, you want to mm-hmm. dunk your bread in it. Okay. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, over easy. So I I do want the white cooked a little more. So I need to call them over medium. Over medium. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. Up next, the clientele. Let's talk about the clientele. Some say they like to look around, see if the place has got regulars. You know how well do they know the staff? They're calling. They're on a first name basis. Okay, that's a good sign. On the other hand, that can also be bad because if they only have regulars, they might just be locals or friends of the staff who settle for what it is. And then there's the cleanliness. Yes, that this needs to be higher, in my opinion. Yeah, some people look at the windowsills and chair rails to see how clean they are or check to see if the plants are dusty. The bathroom should also be clean. The bathroom is stocked. the worst one. Like when you're a woman and you go to the bathroom... It's just, oh. But some places maintain awful. them better than others. Thank God. And some weirdos try to sneak peeks at the trash cans, even if they're back behind the counter, just to see if they're organized or a disgusting mess. 
It is interesting, though. I can think of three or four places that are in our regular rotation of dinner that are not necessarily five-star meal experiences, but are definitely local standbys that have been there forever that always deliver on a good, good, solid meal. Right. And their their bathrooms are disgusting. Disgusting, yeah. yeah. Just like, this has not been cleaned since mm-hmm. the 80s. I wish that was a higher priority for more people that owned restaurants. Like, I remember when I worked at Wendy's a million years ago, we had to go and check the bathroom like once an hour. They would send someone in there to check it. Just at least see, like, is the is there paper on the floor? Is the toilet paper out? Is it overflowing? Yeah. Right. All right, so I I was telling you guys off the air about this article I was reading in the New York Times yesterday about air traffic safety. It was big expose came out yesterday and had all these, you know, these graphics, this animation of these um, runway incursions or mid-air collisions that almost took place. Uh, A new report found that near misses where two planes almost collide are a lot more common than you think. This, according to a leaked FAA report, there were at least 46 involving commercial airliners here in the U.S. just last month. That's scary. 46 in one month. So that's that's more than one per day in the month of July. And guess who was traveling in the month of July? You. (laughs) Yeah, we just often never hear about them. But before you freak out too much... Keep in mind, there has not been a major plane crash in the U.S. in 14 years, which is a record knock on wood. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because of newer safety fish features like collision warnings. But when you think of how big planes are, how fast they're moving, some of these near misses have been awfully close and they're most likely to happen near airports just two weeks ago. An American Airlines flight was taking off in Phoenix when it banked left instead of banking right, and it veered directly into the path of a Southwest flight. They came within about a third of a mile of hitting each other. Is that the video we saw this morning? They were showing video of this, I think. No, that was 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 a landing gear failure on an Alaskan Airlines flight, but that that was more related to the plane, I guess. That was in, uh, what was it, John Wayne Airport, I think they said. But near misses on the ground are even more common, and a lot closer than that. Back in February, two planes in Austin, Texas, got cleared to land on the same runway, came within 100 feet of each other while going over 150 miles an hour. So is this really happening more than it used to? It sounds like the answer is yes, partly because we just have so many damn planes in the sky right now. You know, around 3 million people fly each day. So, I mean, that's something else. When you consider we have the safest air traffic system in the world, the fact that we're able to move 3 million people a day safely mm-hmm. is just mind-boggling. It's remarkable. We just went to Baltimore over the weekend, and I thought coming home, I was like, man, that was kind of cool. We just we dipped to Maryland for two and a half days, right. and it was just a 48-minute flight. Yep. I did that. How um, crazy. What a world we to, live in. Um, the Bengals-Ravens game. Like, I flew up on a Saturday morning and flew back on, like, a Sunday night. And it was the best, most fun Mm -hmm. little short weekend. Uh, But it sounds like the main factor is overworked air traffic controllers. I mean, think of the busy airports. You know, think of LAX. Think of Boston's Logan. Think of JFK, LaGuardia, Newark, Miami, Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. How many people do they have in the tower, though? 
Like, I mean, in the tower, just think how massive the tower is. Are there 50 air traffic controllers in there, or do you even know? Oh, I'd It depends say. on the size of the airport. I mean, they yeah. can have as many as a couple hundred in any wow. given day. Uh, but that's the challenge is that you got a lot more air traffic controllers who are either retiring or, or leaving the business than are coming in. Uh, in the past decades, too, the number of flights has increased by 5%, but the number of fully trained air traffic controllers is down 10%. So it really is just a matter of, like, we need to hire more people. And, uh, you know, I remember the last time I, I got to tour the tower at CBG. I mean, that's the advantage that we have with CBG is that you have an airport that, while it's busy, it's not nearly as chaotic as, say, a LaGuardia or a JFK or an Atlanta or someplace like that. Um, but, you know, they look for people that don't necessarily have prior experience because they don't want to hire people with preconceived notions. Like they, they kind of like to just start off with a clean slate, someone who's teach them never done it from before, the, kind of, out of right, the gate. teach them from scratch. And, and it, you know, it takes years to become fully certified, I guess. But, yeah, they're hiring. Stressful, but, you know, it's got to be done. A lot Sick. of job opportunities. Yeah, no shit. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you almost slipped up. You almost. <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> I just, as a precaution, I dumped st- myself I there. I was going to say, and you stopped yourself, man. What the heck? I just want to make sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, you're right, though. No, no joke. joke. Yep. No, no joke. joke. That's, yep. that's there you it, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick check on the roads, which are <laughs> even even crazier than that. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Hey, Nikki, how are you? How are you? Doing great. So how is that spelled? N-I-K-K-I? Exactly. Is that short for Nicole? Or? Nicole, yep. Yeah. All right, well, welcome. Good to have you. Welcome. Good morning. I'm excited. Excited and to have nervous. you. Yeah, first time playing? Yes. All right, well, it's pretty simple. We give you a letter of the alphabet, and if you can answer 10 questions in 30 seconds that begin with a letter we're about to reveal, you will win $1,000. Simple as that. Uh, Awesome. You can't use the same answer more than once, Uh, and the key to winning really is to just try to pass as quickly as possible. In other words, if you can't think of it right off the top of your head, just go ahead, pass. We'll come right back to it. Okay. End up answering more questions that way, okay? I'm opening up your envelope. Let's see what you got. Oh, this is a pretty good letter. You got a letter W. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I don't know if we've ever had. I don't never remember playing with W. Letter W. In addition to that, you also get... 10 extra seconds? Nope. Oh, one free pass. One free free pass. So, Nikki, you just got to get nine. You got to get nine, Nikki. Yeah, this is good. So if you can answer nine questions in 30 seconds that begin with the letter W, you win $1,000. Are you ready? All right. We got 30 seconds on the clock already, and I will not start the timer until Tim is finished asking the first question. All right, Nikki, tell me a place place you go on a hot day to cool off. Water park. A city in Ohio. Wilmington. Something round. Uh, oh, um, a wheel. A body part. Um, pass. An animal. Walrus. TV show. Uh, with us. Sup, uh, something purple. 
Um, pass. A beverage. Oh, man. Water. Something purple you could have uh, wagon. A beverage you could have water. So whenever we yeah. have the letter W and a body part comes up, I always go with weenus. Weenus? Weenus. <laughs> we would have accepted that, Jeff. We would have accepted that. What about wrinkle? I would like. Yeah, I was wrinkle thinking works. like a wrinkle. Wrist? wrist. Yeah, wrist oh, is man, good. Oh, man, I didn't think about that. Not as much fun as weenus, I contend. Um, weenus? Weenus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty. I mean, the answers you that you really gave were well, pretty good. Yeah. I would just uh, maybe pass quicker and. Yeah. You know, How many did I get? Like one, five? two, three, four, five. And what did you say for something purple? You kind of yelled at at the end there. I think she passed. Purple. I did. I. I just said water at the end. Oh, gotcha. Oh, she could have passed. So you got that would have been a free pass. Yeah. So you so. got five. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. Halfway there, girl. Ah. Uh, Better like, better like next time, I guess. All That's right. right. First time out, second time will do better. That's right. Okay. So we'll talk Thank to you, you then. Guys. Yeah. You got You're it. Wonderful. Thanks, Nikki. Appreciate Bye. you. Appreciate Thank you. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.